heroes. Highlights and hardships with Triple M's Rush Hour. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus June and Wendell on the 3H's podcast, Hero, Hardship and Highlight. We've got one of our favourites, Sean Timmons, on the line right now. G'day, Timo. How are you, brother? Hey, boys. How you going? Thanks Good for having job. me. Mate, it's fantastic. Thanks for so much for being a part of it. We'll start the ball rolling, mate, with your hero on, on or off the pitch. You can have a couple if you like. Who are the people you looked up to that helped you in your career and your life? Uh, as a young footballer, I was a massive fan of Terry Lamb. I was a, uh, our family was a big Bulldogs, Bulldogs fan, so Terry Lamb was someone I, I really looked up to as a player. I loved the way he played. Um, and yeah, as I said, being a kid, I had his jersey with the number six. I think it was HFC on the back of it, the Bulldogs. But, um, mate, and obviously my, my old man, um, growing up and as most parents do, just looking after you and the way he worked. My old man was a sheep shearer at Cadoblin and then he worked in the coal mines for 40 years underground. So he done, he done some tough yards, but he was always working to help support. Um, us kids, there was four of us in the family, so he was always a hero of mine, and he's uh, he's still battling along. So yeah, them two were probably two of my heroes. Sean, can you remember the first time you met Terry Lamb, and is there is a particular memory you have of, of running into him? I actually played against him. Yeah. I was a kid and ended up. I was uh, yeah. Well, I, I made my debut at seventeen, so mm. I ended up playing a game against him. So mate, all week I was pretty excited about. <laughs> playing against him, but I've actually ran into him a few times since I've, I've retired, and obviously he's been retired for a while, but champion fella, loves a beer, loves a good time, he's a real knockabout bloke, so that, that sort of made it even better when you when you meet your hero, and they're, they're such good people, and he's a real humble sort of guy, but instead of a real knockabout bloke, and um, yeah, I just love the way he played. Hey, Tim, one thing I know about uh, the blokes from down in Wollongong and that Steelers sort of background, you guys are all still tight, you know, yourself, Baz, you know, Scott Cram and all these guys. What is it about that Wollongong region and, uh, you know, uh, why are you guys still so tight today? I know you, you played for St. George Illawarra as well, but that Illawarra connection is so big. Yeah, mate, a lot of us, obviously Wollongong is not a huge place and a lot of us grew up in that area, come through uh, in the junior rep sort of system with the Illawarra Steelers and a lot of us went on to play first grade. I don't know, and I just sort of country as you you spend a bit of time down here Dill they're just yeah good people there's there's no you know what about them um and they yeah, everyone, everyone got on well but yeah we, a lot of us all still um are good mates there's guys like I played with Craig Fitzgibbon and yeah Trent Barrett and Jason Rolls a lot of these guys have gone on and, and, and are coaching now but a lot of us are all still good mates as you said so it's good seeing some of them blokes do well at some stage in your sort of teens, I imagine, someone said to you, look, if you keep going, you could actually make a career out of footy. What, who, who, who said that to you? And, and at what point did you go, you know what, I might be able to make it? Well, I knew I had to make a career out of it when I was getting kicked out of school all the time because I was absolutely hopeless. So I, I, if I wasn't playing footy, I'm scared. I don't know what I would have done. I was hopeless at school. I was always a pest at school. I'd be, yeah, I wasn't real, real good at it. So... It got towards like year 10 or 11 and I started taking footy serious. I thought, well, this is my only option to really do something with my life. So luckily I uh, dedicated myself, trained hard and ended up living a dream, I suppose. But as I said, if I didn't do football back then, I'm not sure what I would have been doing, but it was probably like a bricky labourer's job or, or something like that. So, yeah, very fortunate enough to end up living a dream and playing professional football for around 13 years. Timo, what are some of those traits that your father had that, that, that really carried through your life as well? Um, just probably how humble he is, I suppose. He, work, mm. he works hard. Um, he sort of gets on with it. He gets on with everyone. doesn't matter who they are. So I've sort of 
taken a lot of that off him. He's uh, yeah, he still he still sort of works hard to this day. But he was always very supportive supportive of us as as kids. He was probably one of the one uh, the parents that didn't ride you real hard. Like I knew I'd have a shocker of a game, and he told me I still went all right. And I was like, oh shit, Dad, I know I didn't. <laughs> Rose colored glasses a bit. He was pretty supportive like that. So, no, he was always encouraging us to uh, just to do our best. So, no, he was good. Hey, Timo, what about a hardship for you, mate? I know you've had a few uh, in your career, uh, pre- and post-football. Uh, what's a hardship been for you? Um, yeah, look, sort of a couple. I obviously played in a grand final um, as a young, I think I was 23, and it, it ended up being the only grand final I played in. We led for, um, I don't know, probably 77 minutes of a grand final, and then, got beat right on the bill by a penalty try in that game versus Melbourne in 99. Mm. So that, that hurt. Being a, um, a one-club player, all I ever want to do is win a grand final. And, and to get there at that, and as I said, be leading for, I don't know, around 77 minutes of the game and then to have it stripped away from you. And then I never got the opportunity again to, to play in a grand final, come close in a few grand final qualifiers, but we just we fell short. So... That hurt, and then obviously I sort of broke into representative football when I was 23, and then uh, as soon as I broke into the rep football, I had a lot of, I had a serious knee injury, which kept me out of the game for two years. Uh, I never thought I'd play again, so that that was pretty hard to come over, but it made me mentally stronger. I was out for that sort of, as I said, 18 months, and to realise what I had taken away from me, I knew I loved it, but when I thought that it had been taken away from me for good, it made me appreciate and realise how good that is to play footy. So having them injuries sort of hurt me a little bit, but mate, there's always people worse off than yourself. So mm. I end up not too bad. I battled on for a couple more years, but yeah, they're probably two of the hardest things I've had to get over from football. Do you want to tell us how many operations did you actually have? I don't think the boys know this and, you know, the listeners won't understand. But, you know, you told me one day and I couldn't believe it. You just kept getting up and going back. And that's why people love talking about you and people love playing with you. How many operations did you actually have? Yeah, I'm a bit of a bionic man at the moment. I've had, <laughs> mate, I've had, I've had uh, 23 all up. I've had 17 on my knees, both knees. I've had shoulder. I've had an elbow. I've had a broken cheekbone. And... I'm booked. Wow. I'm booked in soon to get two new new replacements, so that might might go up again soon. Well, you're still you're so handsome though as well. You know, you've he been knows able to. I don't, know, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can I take you back to '99 in the grand final? Because that was a grand final that, like you said, you led for 77 minutes. You know, when the try was scored straight up the middle there by Blacklock, you're thinking well, it's all over. Um, and then, of course, you know the the penalty try and and so forth. Craig Smith and Ansco, yeah. There must have been a moment in that in that match where you thought you've you've, you've got it won. What was it like being out in the field with a hundred thousand people watching? Of course, with the lead up to to the Olympics. Oh, mate, it was huge. As you said, I think yeah, there was a hundred thousand. When that old stadium was mm. still big, they hadn't bought it in from the Olympics. So it was a day grand final, which I love day grand finals. And the other day, just throughout the game, it sort of felt like we're going to win, and then. Just towards the end, and to Melbourne's credit, they just kept coming and coming, and they jagged a try and then sort of jagged another one. So you could just feel a little bit of momentum heading towards Melbourne. But then that crossfield kick from Kamal, I was actually Jamie Ainsco's centre partner, so I was right there when the kick went crossfield, and poor old Ainsy, um, yeah, took, I think it was Craig Smith's head off. Yeah, but yeah. the hard bit was it was right on the sideline, like, centimetre in and then they get the kick from uh, in front to win the game so it mm. hurt and it hurt seeing Big Lazo and them blokes doing cartwheels probably taking the piss out of Chop a little bit because <laughs> he was always doing stuff like that during the year but yeah one of them I suppose it's you never get over it but there's a lot of people that have 
I've lost them, so I'm mm-hmm. sure we hear about Dell winning two all the time. But yeah. Three, 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 oh, mate. Two, oh, three, sorry. Two and a half. Yeah, it's yeah. actually two and a half, three. giving him half for the Super League. <laughs> <laughs> Timo, I wanted to ask you, I mean, like just how do you judge this current Dragons outfit as a uh, as a Dragons champion and, and how they're going to uh, perform under Flano? Mate, it's been a disappointing couple of years. Um, I thought this year being an ex-player and I working around the club, I was mm. proud of their effort. Mate, they put in effort, but we just lacked. We just couldn't nail them games at the end. We probably lost four or five games to goal kick and we lost a couple of games. So, mate, their effort was there. We just need to, I know they're in the market to buy one or two more players and, and some of the players that are there probably need to aim up a little bit more than, than mm. what they are, but they're not that far away. Like, as I said, this year it was very disappointing where we finished, but there was 12 games where we got beat by four points or two points. Uh, at footies, uh, if you turn up on the day, there's not much in in any of the games of win and losing. So hopefully Flato can bring a bit of that mm. tough attitude. He had at Cronulla, and we've got Dean Young back, who's a very good coach too, and he's very passionate about the club. So hopefully, um, yeah, we can we can turn them tight losses into some, some tight, grindy wins because I think that's the type of side will be. They're not a star-studded side, but we've got some good toilers there, and, yeah, hopefully Flato can get the best out of them. So, Sean, you played for Australia, you played for New South Wales, you played for New South Wales country, you played, like you said, over a decade of NRL footy. Um, so many highlights in there. Can you tell us one in particular or a couple in particular that sort of um, are still there for you to, to remember? Uh, playing for Australia for the first time was huge. I got to play for Australia before New South Wales. I was only young. That was after the 99 grand final. I actually got to play with Wendell, but... It was always a dream as a kid. Uh, I just had that dream to, to wear the green and gold and be singing the national anthem and looking for your family in the crowd. So that moment was huge for me. I made my debut in a Tri Nation series in '99. I think I played it, I was at the Old Lang Park. So all the family flew up, which that was a moment as a kid that you always, most kids dream of. Mm. And to get to do that and with some of the, the players that I played with, like Wendell and a lot of these guys, Joey Johns and Mate, there were some greats in the side, so I was. Uh, that was a huge highlight for me. And then, obviously, to play in Origin, that was another thing as a kid growing up that you just loved watching and being part of. I was actually at the game when MG went berserk as a young kid. And that, sort of, <laughs> that lit a bit of a fire in me. Just, I don't know, just would love to be part of it. And then I was fortunate enough to play in um, four series with the Blues. So, and we had some success back then. And yeah, I had some. I had a great time playing Origin. Take us through the the field goal. Just one of the one of the highlights. We've played it on here a lot of times as we come into Origin. People remembering their their favourite moments. What was it like? I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, mate, it was huge. It was huge. Like as I said, mate, just to play Origin, and I loved that arena to to play. And I just remember the build up to it. Gus always said, like, there's going to be moments in games when you got to do something out of the extraordinary and. It was just one of them games. I think it was the first time Golden Point had been introduced to the game and the game was, yeah, locked up. And I, I used to play 5-8, not many people know growing up, but I knew I could kick and I wasn't really expected to be one of the ones that that would probably nail the field goal. But nice. Craig, Craig Gower had had a couple of shots and they just kept pressuring him. So I was like, well, why not? I've not, got nothing to lose here. It's one of those moments that you dream of as a kid. You're out in the backyard and I thought I'll have a crack. And when it came off the boot, I knew straight away it was going over and, Soon it sailed between the posts and all the blatchy blues down the end. There it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good moment because mate, that was my uh, that was actually my last year in Origin. I think that was game one. Then game two, Freddie come out of retirement because I got injured and missed game two. And then 
I come back game three and played lock. So we won the series, and yeah, that was it was a good way to go out. Let's go back to that moment right now. At eight points all, we are in Golden Point extra time. A shot from Timmins has got the height. It's got yeah. the length, and the crowd goes up. Hempstead awards the point. The Blues have won it. The Blues have won Origin 1. And a field goal by Sean Timmins, who scored their own try. What a night for Sean Timmins. 9-8 is the final count. The Blues winning it. What a drop kick. Well, I know he's a mate of yours, Del, but and you've got to be proud of him, but that, that would have hurt the Queenslanders. Yeah, it did. I mean, I think it was one of those lucky shots, mate. But, you know, you have to give it to him, mate. I'll play golf with him and that and every now and then when he comes up and we usually text and that we've trained together. Uh, it's a moment well, that you want. I footed too. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Look, mate, thank you so much. We really appreciate spending some time with you and uh, all the very best to you and the family for Christmas. And uh, don't be a stranger next year. We're back on. We'd love to, to talk to you a little bit more around the footy and uh, anything around the Dragons as well. Thanks, boys. Love listening to you. Thanks a lot, Thanks, mate. mate. Sean Timmons here. Fantastic. That's the 3 H's podcast. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell.